7.30, we check in live with R.W. Estella. Good morning, R.W. Hey, good morning, Allison. Sometime this past week in one of those insert magazines that get stuffed inside the local newspaper, I spied yet another visual equivalent of a soundbite. It was a boxed couple of paragraphs designed to attract the attention of homeowners who feel they have a natural menagerie around them. Drawings of various animals were interspersed among brief lines of text, which at the end directed the reader to a National Wildlife Federation website, where the urban or rural resident might set in motion the process of having his or her domestic environs listed as a wildlife habitat. For a moment, the idea intrigued me. Heck, last year we had a male woodchuck around mating season making a comfy little home for himself and a hoped-for mate in our woodpile. For a couple of weeks, he'd get his three meals a day out of our garden and even popped out one afternoon to say hello to my girlfriend as she sat on the back patio. But eventually, no female woodchuck showed up, so he took off to try someplace else. Every year, plenty of squirrels make a play for our flower bulbs and newly sprouting vegetables, although their notion of smorgasbord is nothing compared to that of the deer. Our morning glories and their trellis, of course, also automatically host hummingbirds and red finches, as our Queen Anne's lace, yarrow, phlox, and other assorted flora do for the monarch butterflies. Yeah, sure, we're a regular wildlife habitat, honey, I hollered over to my girlfriend about midweek. Think I'll go log on right now to nwf.org slash backyard. But I haven't yet, probably because I would feel more than slightly hypocritical, owing to my plans to at least shut off this year's forthcoming salad bar insofar as Bambi and her buddies are concerned albeit in a less drastic manner than I was figuring up until this past Thursday. That's when I took my girlfriend to the local Blue Seal outlet to look at what they had in their electric fence department. Neither the pulsing nor the constant kinds of fence power setups did anything beyond leaving her nonplussed due to their complexity and mostly their expense. So we opted instead for a heavy netting that the sales clerk told us has been a big seller with nobody bringing the stuff back dissatisfied. Even so, such a net fence involves its own complexities, requiring posts and fasteners and an arrangement that must be designed with Bambi's tenacity and perseverance in mind. These considerations were utmost in my mind yesterday from before breakfast up until supper time. That's how long it took me to dig holes and set posts to get the battle campaign rolling, for it is indeed a war, a kinder, gentler sort, but a war nevertheless. Our garden is bordered on three sides by plenty of healthy grass, which I intend to persuade the deer isn't such a bad meal. Their days of eating our food are quickly coming to a close. And speaking of war and coming to a close, today is the anniversary of some interesting related events. Sixty-six years ago on April 28th, in the interest of security, nightly dim-out began along the East Coast. Would that we would implement nightly dim-outs in 2008 to save energy and reduce our collective carbon footprint. Fifty-two years ago, the last French troops left Vietnam. And curiously, exactly 19 years later to the day, the last American troops were evacuated from Saigon. In between, in 1967, on April 28th, protesting the war in Vietnam, Muhammad Ali refused induction into the U.S. Army and was subsequently stripped of his boxing title. This past week, the political cartoonist Tullis in the Washington Post was commenting on our most recent Vietnam-like war. A dumpy Uncle Sam is halfway hunkered in the middle of a complex maze shaped to Iraq's geographical boundaries. He's looking at a sign that reads, You are here, 
and he's saying to himself, I keep looking for an exit sign, but all I ever find is this one. Off in the lower right-hand corner is a tiny draftsman at his draft board commenting, could be the design. With that said, I best get back to my design for our garden, lest I merely make it a maze for the deer. Oh, and here's to wishing WERU a happy 20th birthday this coming Thursday. From Orono, Maine, have a great day.